get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Breaking news this Thursday, June 1st, Kenny Lawler placed on the suspended list by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That and a whole lot more coming up on Game Day Winnipeg, preseason game number two. Let's bring in the man you all know and love, number 63, the legend Chris Walby. Bluto, let's start with the big news. Kenny Lawler suspended by the Blue Bombers. I wouldn't say it's a punitive suspension, but it's a suspension until... Uh, the situation resolves in the words of the Winnipeg blue bombers. He could, that could occur in three to four weeks, big hit to the team being without him for a month. Well, you saw what he did the first game. I mean, obviously the big connection with, uh, you know, Zach Kolaris on that touchdown, uh, you know, they have such a connection and yeah, it's a, it's a terrible thing, but you know what? Unfortunately, that's the message, right? Uh, you got to pay, you know, you're doing that. Uh, you, you do that, uh, driving. I don't want to say drinking and driving uh, from 2021, now it's going to court. They're finally going to try and resolve this thing. But, yeah, absolutely. What a way to start. Uh, you know, he comes back to Winnipeg, takes a pay cut, come back here, and now he has to uh, answer to it for his actions. And he'll be back, but, you know, like I said, it probably looks like it's going to be at least a month. So that is a big hit. And, again, an opportunity for some other guys. But there's no way they're not going to install Lawler back in the lineup when this is all cleared up. He'll be back in the lineup. But, uh yeah, it's a big hit for him right now, though. Yeah, no, no question. It's a it's a big hit for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, being without Kenny Lawler for the first month of the season. Of course, we're here on game day Winnipeg on Bonfire Sports talking about the Blue Bombers final preseason tune up Friday night at IG Field, 730 kickoff game day after dark following the game, as we always do pregame, postgame, bonfire midweek. Yeah. Every single week, every single Blue Bombers game, we got you covered. Great to see everybody in the live chat, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, maybe you're watching on Twitter, maybe you're listening to this a little bit later on podcast, we're available on all your podcast platforms, head over there right now, subscribe and, uh, you know, leave a review, make a, you know, do a comment, hit the live chat right now. We're going to um, definitely engage with you guys as the show goes on. Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press scheduled to join us in just a few minutes as well. He's got a piece up, uh, of course, right away uh, on the Free Press website. And uh, of course, uh, Jeff Hamilton, one of the leading reporters on the CFL beat and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So he'll pop by in a second to talk about Kenny Lawler. Beyond Kenny, though, uh, there are some other storylines going into this game, Chris. And I, yeah. I think, you know, one of those maybe most pressing is the unavailability of a handful of Winnipeg Blue Bombers players. That includes Adam Big Hill, who did not dress or play in the first preseason game. Jackson Jeffcoat, same situation there. Winston Rose, Dalton Schoen, Brady Oliveira. None of those five dressed in the first game, nor will they dress Friday night in Winnipeg. Zach Kolaris, we saw him do some things uh, in Edmonton last week, Chris, but he will not dress or play. So uh, Drew Brown gets the start for Winnipeg. Your take on these guys 
a lot of them, most of them really only getting a handful of practices in during camp. They're not going to get a game in either. Well, I, I, when you look at the names you're talking about, you know, Adam Big Hill, obviously, I mean, he's a star. He knows what he's going to do. He'll be back. Jackson Jeffcoat. They're bringing him along. I hope it's not the hamstring again. I mean, he had that, that leg issue last year that really hampered him up. Uh, Dalton Schoen not playing. That's a, you know, that's a big target that he won't have. Nick Dembski not playing, as you say, another big target, big play guy. Always has big games against Saskatchewan as well. Yeah. Uh, and then Alden Darby, you know, that uh, dime linebacker, nickelback, or, you know, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but I think the biggest news, I mean, Winston Rose is not playing. Now, Winston Rose is in a battle, I think, this year. He did not have a Winston Rose-type year last year. Uh, a couple of years when he played before, he was all-Canadian, all-star. And last year, I don't think he played as up to his par, up to what he wanted. So, I mean, that's a big hit for Winston. I think he'd like to be out there. I don't know why they're not dressing him unless he is injured. I think he is. Um, but it gives the young kids. And what's really cool, uh, if you're a Winnipeg Rivals fan, mm-hmm. is you got two Winnipeg Rivals that are going to play in that secondary and right there in uh, Joseph Funk Clemens and Keyshawn uh, Gaskin. Yeah. Both uh, Winnipeg rifles. So good opportunity for the young men to showcase their talents. I love to see that happen. Uh, They're bringing a lot of guys and there's a lot, I mean, they're dressing like, I think it's almost like 12 defensive backs. So there's a lot up there and uh, you know, a, a guy, that's how you make a team, special teams and also getting as many reps as you possibly can. Because this is the last game, our last opportunity, as you well know, DB, to showcase what you got. That's uh, right. If you don't get in, uh, if you don't get there, a lot of times, you know, you're going to get that uh, apple in a roadmap. The talk from, uh, you know, Kyle Walters or Coach O'Shea saying, you know, I'm sorry, not this year. So there's a lot on the, you know, on the plate for a lot of these guys right now. No, there is, and and you know, as we're looking at uh, the lie or at the uh, Blue Bombers roster. For the preseason game Friday night, Mark Leggio and Sergio Castile will both dress and play. They did not last week in Edmonton. Chandler Staten, uh, of course, the rookie place kicker who I think has got a little bit of juice, man. I think he's got something. Uh, Interesting prospect. And then the two global punters, Carl Schmitz, Jamison Sheehan. Jamison, not Jamison. Uh, He's from down under, so uh, that's how he pronounces it. But... I want to I want to walk back some comments I made on Mark Leggio. I really thought this guy was going to be a lock to be the Blue Bombers punter. I think yeah. especially with Tiadric Hansen on the six game injured list to start the season, Chris, Winnipeg might need one of these global punters to dress and play. I wonder if Mark Leggio is on the outside looking in when it comes to the Blue well, Bombers I, roster. You know what? You know, he has to have a big game tomorrow. He has to punt the heck out of that football. I think the fact that he can do both jobs still, I know a lot of people are down on him after that, you know, getting that field goal blocked and he missed, I think four or five extra, extra points last year near the end of the game, you know, uh, end of the season, excuse me. So yeah, I think he's, uh, you know, he's basically, you know, no one's going to, you know, upseat uh, Castillo. Castillo's going to be your kicker. Yeah. So right now it's about punting. Now Lego can do both. You keep, is that a notch on his belt saying maybe one up on those other guys, but these kids, the guys you met, uh, you know, Sheehan and and, uh, and Schmitz, they kicked the heck out of that football last week, averaging 48 or 49 yards apiece. So, I mean, they can put the foot to the ball. They're, they got, uh, you know, and when you come from anywhere over that South Aussie, New Zealand area where they kick, you know, they can put the ball and they can do different things with that football because they're used to playing rugby and kicking that ball a different way. So, I think, yeah, it's going to come down to uh, 
a big showdown between these three. I, I, I'm saying right now, in my mind, one of them, either Sheehan or Smith, is going to make the club. One way or the other, he's going to be on the club. I think so. Unless Barkley would just, like say, has a lights-out night punting a football because he doesn't count against the roster. And as you say, with the linebacker out, uh, global guy, you know, he got an opportunity for another cup one to come on. So, yeah, you know he's feeling the heat, brother. You know he's feeling the heat. Yeah, no question he's feeling the heat, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, uh, Blue Bombers fans, not soon or easy to forget. Well, shoot, they, like they still talk about, you know, our buddy Troy Westwood and some of the kicks he missed in those great cups of years gone by. Of course, a 29-year drought uh, will kind of uh, add to that, but uh, Mark Leggio, um, you know, still fresh in the minds of a lot of Bombers fans, uh, and I think rightfully so for, for the way he kicked uh, in the 109th Grey Cup. It's the hardest thing to do is to get back in the, you know, have people have faith in you again. And maybe the coaches will say all the right things, right? You know, we stick up for them. We still love them, you know. But after a while, you have to start looking at other options. And I'll say this. I was in a watering hole the other day. And I'll tell you what. You? People were, yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> and people were talking to me, and they were all talking about Legio. Yep. And I hate to say this, but none of it was a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's why I feel bad for the kid. I really hope he has a you know a breakout game and he, and he can get back. But I, for me personally, um, it's a tough hill to climb for this young man. So uh, you know the, the way the other two kickers are kicking the football, uh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. I mean, uh, another spot um, that is going to be tough is for rookie quarterback Josh Jones. He's gonna have to do something. Uh, Pretty uh, big to uh, knock Piggy T, they call him, Tyrell Pigram, or Tyrell Pigram. If a guy gets a nickname already, you're in the team. That's the biggest thing. Here's here's Uh, the thing, though. Here's the thing. Because a couple of the newspaper writers are getting emails from fans saying, like, you know, why are you calling him a nickname? That nickname, you could do better than that. Give me a break. This guy's been called Piggy T for a decade. Like, it's not a new nickname for him. I like the name. But I'll tell you what. We talked about this last week. When you asked me what I thought about these backup quarterbacks, and I said the fact that Tyrell Pigron can use his legs, and you saw that a great example of taking that ball 46 yards on a scamper for a touchdown, you know, to uh, you know give the Bombers the the, uh, the lead in that football game last week. I mean, he only completed two passes, so let's not break out the you know the uh, Hall of Fame yet. But I did like what he did. I think he's a very confident young man. <clears throat> and to your point, yes, DB, I do believe Josh Jones has got to light it up. Uh, to have any opportunity of, uh, you know, knocking down uh, Tyrell Pigram. So, uh, it, it, you know, Drew Brown is going to be your number two. So that's good. And he's going to start t- uh, tomorrow, which is fantastic for the young man, getting an opportunity. Um, he's only had one start in a game that they lost to BC, but he threw the ball pretty good. So, And he's had a good cap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's see what he can do. You know what's going to be really interesting, though, guys? And I'm going to go back because I'm a homer. That offensive line is going to be tough tomorrow. I'm telling you right now, fellas, four of your starting five are not playing. Mm-hmm. You're talking Bryant, you're talking Hardrick, you're talking Kolakowski, and you're talking about Pat Newfeld. The only guy that's playing in the second game here will be Jeff Gray. It's a rookie lineup, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, jobs are up for grabs, right? So throw them in the fire. Now, I don't think they want to throw Drew Brown in the fire too much, but it it, it will be a, a pretty young offense compared to last week where Chris, it was, it was a veteran offense. It was Zach Kolaris. It was Stanley Bryant and, um, 
Pat Newfeld and, and all the, the starters, Jamarcus Hardrick and the rest. This week, that is not the case. It is going to be... Um, it is going to be here. I'm just, just pulling up the, the roster again. It's going to be um, a Your bunch of young Michael guys. out, my friend. What's that? Oh, oh, I'm back. Hey, there you go. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of young guys. It's going to be a bunch of young guys uh, on that offensive line. So for Drew Brown, the challenge is getting the ball out quickly, ensuring that he's yeah. communicating clearly to these young guys. You know, uh, Drew Richmond. Uh, is is a player that the Blue Bombers have had on their roster recovering from injury for like two years. Yeah. I think he's an heir apparent to be one of the American tackles of the future. Cole Adamson, the Winnipegger, and former Manitoba Bison moving from D-line to offensive line. Footwork is going to be important for him. Chris, that's something you did, right? Yeah, you well, moved well, from the well, D-line to the O-line. Yeah, but that was only after, yeah, after I sacked a quarterback, and I remember I uh, we were playing against Montreal, and I sacked the quarterback, and I was so jealous, so happy because I was a Montreal Alouette guy, and uh, I sacked, I can't remember who it was, but a star quarterback, and then I found out I was offside, so it was all for naught. I told you, seriously, <laughs> I think that your buddy here, Cole Adamson, will make the squad, not the starting squad. I My <clears throat> my feeling is he's a developmental now because he's moved over to O. I think he'll definitely be on the practice roster. And unless he, you know, he might just develop quickly, but I don't think with the group that are in front of him right now, as you mentioned, Brian, you know, and, and, and Newfield and Kolonkowski and all these other guys in great, it's very hard for him to get in. Now, could he be a tight end in a short yardage? Absolutely. That's what Liam Dobson did last year. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I just see him not – they're not going to let him go, put it that way. How long, did it take, how long did it take you to get acclimated to the offensive line after a year in pro football with the Montreal Alouettes? You come to Winnipeg for year two, and you're on the offensive line suddenly. How long oh, did that I take? Well, I came to Winnipeg on year one, and I played the last part of the year, and actually they started making me play tight end. So wait, a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, you came to Winnipeg at the end of year one. You were an Alouette to start. I only played five games in Montreal. Okay. And then I came to Winnipeg. So that was a thing. But yeah. I should remember that. It was only a few years ago. Yes. Yeah. When you think about it, man. I, but it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it was different. And I remember I, I just played tight end that first year. Uh, practiced all the time. I dressed because, I mean, I played special teams, which is crazy when you think about it. But then uh, next uh, the next year, uh, they put me in starting at, uh, at right guard. And I played three years at right guard. Then John Gregory, the old offensive line coach, Moved me to tackle in the last 13 years. That's where I played, the right so tackle. So, yeah, you know what it is? It's, it's, it's tough because it's a tough gig out there. You know, I've told the story many times when I've done speaking engagements. You know, my first game ever in Saskatchewan was against Saskatchewan in an exhibition game. And I was going against a guy by the name of Lyle Wozniczanski. <clears throat> and he was playing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And uh, our quarterback, you know, we had a big stud there, you know. Um, Number five, Dieter Brock. And uh, needless to say, as a defensive lineman, you're very aggressive on your first step. And the offense, you have to learn to set and maybe take a step back so you can read what he's trying to do. Well, I didn't. And, I, and he swam me, and he knocked Dieter Brock out of the game. And then the next play, I thought, well, this guy went to the right. I'm going to go to the right. And he went to the left and hit the backup quarterback, knocked him out of the game. So my first ever game, two quarterbacks got knocked out in basically two plays. <laughs> and uh, I remember the coach came up to me and said, hey, we're running out of quarterbacks, buddy. you got to toughen up. 
And that bus ride home from Saskatchewan was the longest bus ride I ever took in my life. I figured it was over. I mean, you know what? I'm just, it wasn't going to work out for me. So, but uh, they had patience with me. And thank God that uh, they did. And I started to understand the position because it takes time. And I was around great guys like Nick Bristaya, Johnny Bonk, all these guys that I looked up to and who I, you know, followed. And, you know, I was, I'm still good friends with a bunch of these other guys, uh, you know, down the south that uh, played offensive tackle with me. So, you know, it just it's a, it's a learning process, DB. And I know we're talking about Cole Adamson, but I think that he'll, like I said, I, it might be hard for him to get on the active roster unless he plays a little bit of tight end on short yardage. Or I guarantee, for one, he'll be on the practice <laughs> roster. So they're going to keep him. You're not letting a kid like that go. Yeah. Uh, you know, now he's from Winnipeg. He's a good football player. He's going to be there. So uh, all those people in the family, don't worry. Uh, you know, good things are going to happen to that young man. Yeah, I agree. And And speaking of good things. How about our good friends at Shannon's Irish Pub? Back again for year two here, uh, sponsoring Bonfire Sports. Support us by supporting them. Go see them. Under the streets, 175 Carlton Street. Eclectic atmosphere. Cold beer, 21 on tap. Others in the fridge. Whiskey, scotch, cocktails. They got you covered. But the best part, Chris... Their food, the offensive line would love their trip to Shannon's Irish Pub. They have got more than pub food. This is a curated menu by the chef, the owner, Gerard, his wife, Louise. They do great work. The best wings you've ever had. But then if you want to get a little bit more adventurous, not even crazy adventurous, but just really good selection of some different food. uh, Shannon's Irish Pub is your spot. Check them out online shannon's irish pub.ca they're just a saucer pass down carlton from true north square uh and big thanks to them for being back with us again you know what db great great uh, thing yeah shannon's all right i love you guys travis great comment we haven't really addressed this but the thoughts on sean lemon finalist you know last year as defensive player of the year and, uh, you know, then he gets released by BC and it could be the monetary. We talked a little bit about this last week. could be a monetary thing, an age thing, and maybe they're trying to go with youth. And, uh, and uh, I, you're wondering, the Bombers gave up, what, uh, 160 yards rushing, I think, last week. But, again, there's no, no reason to panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's new guys and new situations trying to work together. The D-line has to work just as well with the linebackers in conjunction, almost like the old line. It's, 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 the front mm-hmm. seven is so important to work together. But is Sean Lemon in their plans? I think, you know what? He's. I think Sean Lemon will end up somewhere. Put it that way. Will he end up at Winnipeg? I don't know. I don't know what kind of money he was making. You know, I mean, obviously, when you go up from being a finalist, you're getting bigger coin. And he's a little older. Yeah, he's still a sack master. You know, he still gets after the quarterback. But you got guys here, Jackson. You've got, the, the, you know, Anthony Bennett, who's going to develop, I think, into a very good football player. Uh, you know, you got Willie, who just – Willie Jefferson is just, in my mind, a freak of nature. Uh, I, I, I think Winnipeg. Somewhere. I think Winnipeg is stacked on the defensive line. I don't yeah. see them making a move Chris, for a Sean Lemon. But Chris, Chris, we we got to kind of uh, what? sever ourselves from this storyline and uh, get back to the leading one as we bring in a very busy man, Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press. Hammy, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Good guys, great to be on here. Bluto, how you doing, my man? Good, man. Good to see you, Jeff. Look at us. Three bearded cats, man. Three bearded cats. No doubt. I love it. I love it. Almost as so, much as I love the fact that CFL's back. 
Yeah, no, it, it's it's great that CFL is back, and um, you know, like let let's get into it. Kenny Lawler suspended today by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, a lot of people are going to say suspended, like that's a punitive move, right? Provide yeah. some clarity on that, if you will. Yeah, a few things. I mean, as much as we know, I think there's still several more questions than answers to to this situation, right? I mean, what we do know is that. Kenny Lawler has been transferred to the, to the suspended list. To your point, Darren, it doesn't mean the Bombers are suspending Kenny Lawler right now. So people, you know, I'm, my emails and Twitter is kind of going off about, you know, why, why I thought this was taken care of uh, in 2021. The Bombers had suspended him for a game. Well, I think we can deduce from the fact the Bombers did suspend with, spend him for one game that it's not a punitive move by the Bombers. It must be something that is clearly not allowing him to play for the team related to that, you know, to that uh, impaired driving charge that he, that he, that he got in October, 2021. I don't want to get too speculative because we don't know the details. Um, but, you know, we've seen this in the past in some ways, whether it's just as simple as, you know, guys not having passports, lots of paperwork involved bringing people in. And so mm-hmm. as, as, as much as I don't know the inner workings of the legal system as an American coming into Canada, if it's related to the impaired driving charge, something we haven't got any update really on till now. Um, you know, again, maybe it's not that big of a reach that it's they're trying to figure out a conclusion to that charge. Um, and that takes time. So, you know, it, it's a little bit interesting that the Bombers aren't saying much, right? I mean, they're just, you know, they, they leave it up to interpretation from media, from, you know, people on Twitter to just, you know, fans to come up with, what you know, what now. But, you know, I can certainly, you know, I can certainly confirm as many others have already too, that it's related to the incident. Um, you know, that's from CFL sources. Kenny Lawler will not be available, as we know, as long as he's on the suspended list. Um, the timeline is an interesting one. It's between three and four weeks. Usually when you give these timelines, I find you want to be on the conservative side because the last thing you want is, yeah. is him to be out six weeks when you said he was out three or four. So I'm thinking it's maximum four weeks. Um, I think that's pretty easy to do from that. And, um, you know, I think the the silver lining, if you will, in all this is that the Bombers have Carlton Agadosi, um, you know, ready, ready at the, you know, ready and willing to take over that spot. Of course, you want to have Kenny Lawler in your lineup. He's a, you know, he's arguably, if not the best, one of the best receivers in the CFL. And we already saw that connection, you know, that reconnection, if you will, between him and Caleros was exciting to a lot of fans. So I certainly understand the disappointment as this news comes out this afternoon. You know, Jeff, I'm going to ask you, and I'm, I'm not really well versed in this part. When you're suspended or put on the suspended list, is he still allowed to be around the facility and, and within the meetings? Or is he basically, you know, you have to stay away from the club for this period of three to four weeks till it gets solved? It's an interesting question, Chris. I think traditionally you can you can do that. Um, you know, you, you you can be put on the suspended list for a variety of reasons, and I don't yeah. think that that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't come into the building, that you can't be on the sidelines, stuff like that. More often than not, though, is that when you are out of the suspended list, usually it's a guy that didn't show up to camp. You know, yeah. there was an issue or something, or he quit on you or whatever, and you just don't you're not going to just outright release him because you don't want him going to another team. That's why you kind of transfer him to the the suspended list. Those are that the answers to that question. I think we're going to easily find out in the next week after this after this preseason game. Um, you know, is is you know, I think that's going to be the number one thing everyone's looking at is 
is whether or not Kenny Lawler is at practice. Um, if he is at practice, I think that opens up a lot more questions. Well, why can he practice and not play? And so I think, you know, again, I, you don't want to get too speculative, but if it's, you know, a lot of the issues sometimes when it comes to, you know, Americans coming to the States and vice versa, right? Anyone who's ever tried to, to get a job in the States, um, especially if you have a criminal record. And again, I don't know if that's the case with Kenny Lawler, but those create obstacles. And so, you know, a lot of it comes around sometimes earning a living or whatever, right? So again, all speculative stuff, but that's kind of what we're left with understanding that the 2021 incident from a team perspective was taken care of, right? I mean, Kenny spoke that day that he was, you know, or that next morning he was, he, he was charged on the fourth. He spoke immediately. The team suspended him immediately. So again, I think we can kind of deduce from that, that this isn't a, you know, it's not like they're bringing the hammer down on their star player after signing them to a three-year deal. There's some, again, like, like, like I said off the top, there seems to be a lot more questions and answers from the information we have, but I don't think I, if I had to guess, I don't think that he would be able to practice and not well, play, you know? Well, here's the other thing then. Throw in this uh, little wrinkle. What happens with his pay? He's not playing the games now, so he's out for, you know, three to four games or whatever it's going to be, all basically against Western except for Hamilton next week. Does he get paid? I don't think you get paid if you're on the suspended list. That's, that's what I think. I mean, that's a, big, that's a big punishment. I mean, obviously, he's not making the money he made in Edmonton last year, 300-plus. But still, it's going to be a chunk out of his wallet. So, well, if he misses four games, that's nearly a quarter of the season. That's right. right? That's, right. that's, that's a huge so, chunk for, I mean, for I mean, anybody. See that too because there's always going to be people, and you know as well as all you guys, Hammer and, uh, and DB, that are not going to be forgiving. Uh, so, you know, anybody gets caught with that kind of thing, they are, you know, you talk about mad mothers. They're, you know, you know be, there's, they're just not going to be happy with that. Now, the club is deal, dealing with the right way. I think you're doing the right thing. Uh, let this thing get settled. I, I bet you Kenny Lawler was hoping this thing would be settled in 21 and 22, not be dragged to the surface again in 2023 where he has to relive this all again. Well, and I think that's one of the things too is like, you know, I th- and I've seen it a lot on, on social media is, you know, are, are like, did this catch the Bombers off guard? Did they know this was happening? Like these, you know, it, it would seem like, you know, it, at this point, I have no idea what the feeling is of the team. We'll, we'll get an opportunity, I guess, to ask Mike O'Shea after the game tomorrow, which probably isn't an ideal time for him to take those kind of questions, but that's the next availability. And and so I think that's maybe that's the real, you know, confusing part here amongst, you know, outside the fact that he won't be in the lineup for a few weeks is that, you know, what did the Bombers know? And, and um, you know, could this have been prevented? I don't know. These are things that you just, these are, again, a lot, lot of questions few answers on some of these things yeah i don't think it's going to get answered and I, i'm not this is no knock on coach o'shea but he does a wonderful job of keeping stuff in-house and yeah. so i i didn't knowing the guy personally playing against the guy uh and the way he coaches i he's not going to be revealing anything he has doesn't have to they want to handle this in-house they don't want this getting out and started to take you know taking on a you know a whole nasty thing on it so uh, i i don't expect that uh i i know that Coach O'Shea is probably saying he's probably dreading because he knows he's going to get the question, but I guarantee he's going to soft paddle around it because he's not going to answer it. He's he's going to let the, he's just going to say let's let's let it round out or solve itself when it happens. So let's uh, catch everybody up. If you're unaware, Kenny Lawler uh, suspended by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The statement the football club put out today 
reads, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers today announced that receiver Kenny Lawler has been transferred to the suspended list pending resolution of matters related to his 2021 off-field incident. We will provide a further update once the situation resolves, which we expect to occur in three to four weeks from now. That is the statement in full from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers sent out this afternoon. And uh, thanks for joining us here on Bonfire Sports and Game Day Winnipeg. Jeff, I know you're a very busy guy. Uh, final thoughts before we let you go, uh, because I know you got some some more writing to do uh, as we all get ready for Friday night's preseason finale here in Winnipeg. Yeah, I think, you know what, guys? I'm just, I'm really excited CFL's back. I mean, the preseason... Yeah. It couldn't come soon enough, and at the same breath, it couldn't end soon enough. You know, I want, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this game for sure. I'm looking forward to a lot of the younger guys. You know, I think that's what's so great about this team is that they've yeah. they've created such a such an embracing culture that everyone feels like they have mm -hmm. a shot. You know, everyone feels supported in what they're doing. So no one, so everyone's looking to put their best foot forward. And and I mean, this is you know, as much as there isn't a lot of opportunity if you will particularly starting opportunity on this team given you know given their continuity and how many players they're able to bring back from last season there's still a couple intriguing battles i mean you know can can uh, tyrell pigrome do what he did last week can josh jones make up some of that ground i mean you look you're looking at you know some some of the starting battles does malik clements have that weak side spot taken at this point or is can that be grabbed i mean can carlton agadosi do more than the very limited stuff he did last week, because now we know he's going to probably be starting here for the next three or four weeks. Um, the kicking game, right? I mean, there's there's still lots to enjoy here over the next uh, over tomorrow's game, but I'm certainly looking forward to uh, things starting for real and and getting this thing going, man. Because I think this year is is such an interesting year. A lot of teams look different. A lot of teams feel good about themselves as they do every season. And uh, let's get the game started, boys. Can't wait. And, I, and I'm also looking forward to bonfire all year, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll get you on the we'll get you on the post game uh, game day after dark, our most popular show here uh, on the channel. Soon enough, what? we're not the most popular. Oh, you're after dark as we're. I'm out well, of here. <laughs> as I always say, my my I don't know if my dad's been more proud of me than the, than than when he's witnessed uh, legendary CFL. Hall of Famer Chris Walby asked me questions about football. So you know, just, just the fact that I'm on here right now is a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much for having oh, me on. And, and enjoy, enjoy the show. Appreciate you, Jeff. We'll be sure to read you in the pages of the Winnipeg Free Press, winnipegfreepress.com. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you, big Jeff Hamilton joining us. Always a good conversation with him. Big thanks. And uh, yeah, he'll have more on Kenny Lawler and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the Free Press uh, in the coming minutes days yeah. uh weeks really three to four weeks uh it'll be very interesting to see how um this all shakes out and as details begin to emerge but i think it's safe to presume speculative of course we don't know anything for sure but safe to presume um that uh you know this is directly related uh to that uh impaired driving charge in 2021 the team said uh, as much. So um, anyway, Chris, uh, a couple more storylines I want to explore here on Game Day Winnipeg. Let's talk about Tyrell Pigram and Josh Jones. Uh, we touched on it uh, real briefly before Jeff jo joined us. Um, is there concern when your short yardage quarterback is a small guy? 
Tyrell Pigram is not big. He's like Kevin Glenn. He's 5'9". Yeah, I agree with that to a point. But then I remember guys like Damon Allen and Tracy Ham, and even Matt Dunnigan, who was only 5'10". <clears throat> I mean, these guys just made plays anyway with their legs. And I think the fact is you have to be so concerned of this guy taking it to the outside now. And I know my personal belief is you get the yard, you only need a yard or so, you go right behind the center and the guards. But with this guy, he can go up, he gets stopped, and he uses his legs to extend it. I don't think it's a huge thing. I think sometimes we think prototypically you need a guy 6'3", you know, uh, 230 pounds to run around. And I, that we, we got a, a good vision of that with, obviously, Dakota Prukop last year. Mm-hmm. But I do like this kid running the ball, and I don't think it's a, I don't think it's as big a factor as some people make it out. Um, if he wasn't quick, he wouldn't be here anyway. I mean, the fact is he's got a cannon for an arm. You can see him doing different things, you know, like the Bombers did with Frukop, too. You know, fake it, come back, throw a touchdown pass. There's so many things you can do with a guy that has that kind of blazing speed. And so you've got to make sure that on short yardage, you can't all pinch in. You've got to make sure you get two guys up the field. So there's opportunities for this guy. So, yeah, I think that uh, right now, you know, the boys, everybody's excited about seeing Figram. Yeah, I, I think they you should know, be excited. But, he he was take away take away take away the one run. Only had two completions. Right? I mean, he played better than Josh Brown. Let's be honest. Uh, Josh Jones did he, he didn't. But it's tough when you come in. The worst feeling in the world is when you're doing cleanup, mop up duty. What do you get the last four minutes of a game? You know, that's disheartening. Well, let's ta- let's the- talk about let's talk about that quarterback uh, workload division that the Blue Bombers will have to employ Friday night here at IG Field, and that is yeah. Drew Brown, who, in my opinion, I think they want to give some good long drives to give him a good long look not that they need to look at him but give him a chance to get a good long look at an opposing defense and live bullets and the rest little bit of Terrell Pigram little bit of Josh Jones see if Jones can do something to make this decision more difficult yeah I'm with you I don't think Tyrell Pigram like you know as a pocket quarterback knocked anybody's socks off but he yeah. did make a great conversion on second and 27. He moved the chains. He, he uh, had vision to take off and, and run for a big score. He did what the Blue Bombers need their third stringer to do, and that is punch in a touchdown with the short yardage package to cap a touchdown drive led by Zach well, Kolaris. He did what he needed to do. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I agree with you that that conversion of second and 27 was, was phenomenal. Nice throw, nice catch. Um, I think that he'll get a good look. I'd be I'd be disappointed if they didn't each get a uh, – I think Drew will get a half. You, know, you look at Saskatchewan starting Trevor Harris for the first half. Uh, you don't want to get behind it. I'm, and the Bombers are going with a really, really rookie-laden, uh, you know, lineup here. And Saskatchewan's so bringing – they're bringing the boys. Saskatchewan is oh, bringing yeah. the boys. Well, take a look at their defensive line. you got Christmas Brown, Pete Robinson – Anthony Lanier, who last year, before he got injured, was leading the CFL in sacks. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got some guys, man. I'm telling you, they can get after you. Look how many defensive linemen they have. This guy, uh, Rob, Rob, Robertson, is an emerging stud in the yes, league. Um, no, uh, there's no, um, uh, oh gosh, why is the name escaping me? I'm going to look, I'm going to cheat. 
I'm going to cheat. Derek Moncrief, he is injured right yeah. now. So no Derek Moncrief uh, at the dime or the strong side linebacker spot. Uh, but Larry Dean is there. Micah Teets is there. They're Canadian weak side. Nick Marshall, uh, they're, they're bringing uh, pretty much everybody on defense. If I can zoom in and, and, and get a good yeah. look here at who's not dressing. Yeah. yeah, no Micah Johnson, but I wouldn't say he's got his best football ahead of him. A bit of a down year for him last season uh, and, and injured a lot. Mario Alford will not dress. As I mentioned, Derek Moncrief, him, Cameron Kelly, they may be the best dimebackers in the CFL today. No Juwan Breskison, no Kean Schaefer-Baker. Uh, as uh, Some of those guys, uh, you know, trying to make sure that they get their uh, their health where it needs to be for yeah. the regular season, right? Oh, yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. But uh, like I said, if you look at what they're dressing, uh, Jake Winicky as offense is getting his first start, uh, the former Montreal Alouette. And then you got Darrell Walker, who had, uh, you know, he was injured last year, starting at the wideout with a new number 18. Uh, you know, he was hurt a little bit last year, and now he's got a rebirth in Saskatchewan. Uh, I think he, he's, he's loving Saskatchewan, loving their concepts. they got a new offense coordinator now. Uh, I expect them to – their number one thing I remember when I was listening to Craig Dickinson talk is they were really this year going to establish the running game. Uh, they really need to do that. So take a look at the guy. you got Jamal Morrow. you got Hickson, the, the two starters from last year. Yeah, and uh, they're both very good running backs. Very good. But You're let right. me stop I mean, you, Chris. Let me, let me stop you because this is, this is what I wonder. This is what I wonder. Is establishing the run in the CFL today as important as it has been in the past? I understand ensuring that it's established so you can open up the pass game is important. But the majority of yards, the majority of scoring, the majority of dangerous attack is through the air. Is Trevor Harris going to be able to orchestrate enough with his arm and in front of an offensive line that has, you know, been rebuilt, but they're bringing back a, a lot of guys in Furland and Godber and, and Blake and, and some others. But I'm not super, super confident that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, quote unquote, ensuring the run game is strong is going to lead to them being a dangerous team offensively in 2023. Well, I disagree. I, I want to agree to disagree with you, big brother. Uh, no, they're going to run the ball. I mean, you got Morrow, you got Hickson. I thought both those guys, when they touched the ball last year, I think the downfall of Saskatchewan is they tried to throw the ball too much. It became one-dimensional. You cannot be one-dimensional in this league. Your defense will play all over you if you do that. So you got to make sure you run the football. And I'm not talking one or two times. I remember I watched some of the Saskatchewan games last year, and you know they, they were getting like uh, great yards in the first half. And then their offensive coordinator, who's now the head coach in Montreal, would abandon the run. And they just live off the pass and they never, you got to, listen, you want to build the run up because you also want to use, if you're winning, you also want to use that time. You want to use the clock. And there's nothing more infuriating for a defense to get their butts kicked when someone's run the ball straight at you and you can't stop it. So that to me is a no brainer. You've got to run the football in this league. And anybody who says you don't, they're not worth a dime. Well, I agree with that last part. You need to run the football, but to have people believe that the run game is going to be their principal point of attack and it's going to be the, the straw that stirs the drink. Like 
Jamal oh, Morrow, oh, Frankie Hickson, very, very good I, tailbacks. I, I, but even when the Winnipeg, even when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were using Andrew Harris as the straw that stirred the drink, it was him, him that allowed things in the past game to open up. I just don't think when uh, Saskatchewan should or will lean on the run game as the you know first and second down. I well no, that's, so you took my uh, my concept you totally out of what I'm trying to say. They said they are going to try and establish the run game more often this year than they have in the past. That doesn't mean they're going to lean on the run. It just means they want to establish it more and be more successful when they do run the football. Yep. So maybe I didn't clarify that enough for your educational mind over there, DB, but I just thought I'd straighten you out there, boy. I got my, I got my big O-line brain, you know. So, uh, oh, you'd be so. really smart then, man. You wouldn't be <laughs> making much money, but you'd be happy. I definitely did not play offensive line when I was playing uh, minor football. That That's for sure. Uh, I didn't have the... I just didn't have the grit to, to play in yeah. the trenches like you did, Chris. Great to see everybody in the live chat. Let us know what you want us to touch on before we wrap things up here on Game Day Winnipeg. And be sure to join us after the game. Game Day After Dark. Chris Walby doesn't want to hear it, but it's the truth. Our most popular show here on Bonfire Sports. So whether you join us, you know, 20, 30 minutes after the game, or you join us the next day on YouTube or Facebook, uh, or, uh, you know, download us and Bonfire Sports Winnipeg on your podcast app. Uh, be sure to check it out. Uh, we always have a, a good time there. Um, Carlton Agadosi and Rashid Bailey. Let's, let's talk about them with Kenny Lawler and the news coming out that he's probably going to miss three, four games to start the year. Well, no longer is it Agadosi versus Bailey. It's going to be Agadosi and Bailey with Dalton Schoen and Nick Dembski and Drew Wolitarski in the starting five. You got, you know, maybe Brady Oliveira. We'll see if he is healthy for week one. He did not play in the preseason, will not play Friday night, has not practiced since day one of Blue Bombers training camp. I think he's running around a little bit, but clearly hampered yeah. by something. Um, but it's a pretty nice thing for the Blue Bombers that they still have the guy I call Bolo, Brendan O'Leary Orange, as a Canadian that can come in and, and make things happen, he he got a lot of balls thrown his way in Edmonton last week. Uh, but Winnipeg, now that depth is important, that Rashid Bailey is there, that Carlton Agadosi is there. Um, we'll, we'll see how they perform Friday night with Drew Brown. Uh, this, you mentioned two guys who seriously, uh, Brendan uh, O'Leary Orange really came into his own in the latter part of the year last year. Uh, started me a target, uh, made some great catches, ran, runs beautiful routes understands the offense, where he's supposed to be in every play. The guy that everybody's excited to see, though, is, is the guy you mentioned, Carlton Agadusi. Agadusi, I mean, this guy is 6'6". What a way to start your first career game, uh, you know, getting two touchdowns, and unfortunately, he gets an ankle injury the next game, and he's basically done. But, uh, yeah, he's a huge target. When you're 6'6", and you got a vertical, um, you know, the quarterback could just throw that ball up there, and a lot of times the DBs that are covering you, might be six feet or, or shorter. Yeah. So you, you've got a definite mismatch. That's what you're looking for, especially in short yardage or when you're down by the goal line. Well, and, and Michael Shea referred to it as 
huge catch radius, right? Like yes. you can throw the ball low, you can throw the ball high, you can throw the ball left or right, the long legs, the long arms and torso, uh, and the vertical you just touched on, Chris, uh, give Carlton Agadosi a huge catch radius, uh, which is a nice thing. O'Leary Orange, he has a nice catch radius too, a big body guy for a Canadian receiver. Braxton Westfield has a little bit of size. I think Gavin Garner does uh, as well. Canadian Jeremy Murphy is an interesting one. I think he's somebody the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were really happy to get in the draft uh, and, and somebody that I think has a, a pretty good future ahead of him. But this is the guy I'm most intrigued by, Chris. Okay. Amari Jones. Yeah, I was this, just going to say. This guy game. played, didn't just play, but started games at quarterback, started games at running back, and started games and finished his collegiate career at wide receiver. It's not like, oh, he's a, you know, a slash, a gadget guy. We're going to put him out here for a play. We're going to, you know, hand the ball off to him, see how it works. Amare Jones started at quarterback in the NCAA, started at running back in the NCAA, started at receiver. He is a receiver. He'll wear number 16. He joined training camp late, but I am incredibly intrigued by Amari Jones and, and just the the weaponry that he can bring. He will return kicks Friday night. I imagine Matt Cole will as well. Maybe Demario Houston will get a touch there. Uh, we'll see. But uh, Amari Jones, I think, is one to watch. What a weapon. Well, I think you're 100% right. I had him underlined on my depth chart here. One of the guys, he's got great speed. He's got breakaway speed. As you say, a well-rounded athlete. He can play a number of positions. Then you got a guy by the name of Michael Young Jr. is going to get an opportunity. Traveris Harrison. These guys did not dress in the first preseason game, so they're getting an opportunity against Saskatchewan tomorrow. So, yeah, this is uh, you know make or break for a lot of these young men, a lot of young gentlemen. So, but Amari, Amari Jones, I'm excited to see as well, buddy. I think the fact that they're having him return kicks is a good sign. I know that we just got uh, what's his name back, uh, Janarian Grant, and he will not play tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, so you have two of the best returners in the CFL, probably the best in Janarian Grant, but then you got Mario Alford for Saskatchewan not playing. He's another one that a game breaker as well. So uh, unfortunately for the fans, you're going to have to wait to the regular season to see those guys. But uh, yeah, two big, uh, two big guys, uh, names on one each team that are not playing tomorrow. Pulling Dan Asham's comment up. He's watching live on YouTube. Come on, people, hit the likes. It's real easy to do. Right below the video, give us a thumbs up. Helps uh, Chris Walby uh, in particular out uh, a lot. So uh, we appreciate that. And, and thanks as always uh, for everybody's support. Um, receiver, sure. I, I'm, I'm curious about that. The other I'm curious about, Chris, is defensive back. You know, Winston Rose did not dress or play last week in Edmonton. He will not dress or play tomorrow, Friday night in Winnipeg. Uh, so, you know, with, with him, with, um, you know, a handful of other guys that are, are missing time, uh, Dietrich Nichols did play in Edmonton, will not play Friday night. You got a rookie in Matt Cole, who I think is uh, is is somebody the Blue Bombers uh, are, are are getting a good long look at. He returned kicks as well as I mentioned. Jamal Parker started nine games for the Blue Bombers last year. He was not wearing number seven. New digits for him this year. Canadian rookie drafted this year. Jake Kelly. 
He's doing some things, is what I'm told. Uh, so uh, a nice Canadian added to that defensive backfield, especially helpful when you have Nick Hallett, but Noah Hallett uh, released right now, but still recovering from injury uh, with the team. Uh, Demario Houston flashed, frankly, brilliance last year and was moved to boundary corner in place of Winston Rose prior to Demario Houston getting injured. Uh so keep an eye on him. You mentioned the two Winnipeg Rifles, Keyshawn Gaskin, Joseph Funk Clements. Are they going to play with the Blue Bombers this year? No, but they will play with the Winnipeg Rifles. Hashtag Rifle Up. Go check them out uh, this season. Uh, new field at brand new field at uh, Maple Grove Park, the St. Vital Mustangs facility. Turf, lights, bleachers, the rest. Uh, I'll be calling some games, so uh, check them out. Uh, great football, uh, riflesfootball.com. Abu Dharami Soare, or ADS, as some people are calling him because uh, it is a mouthful. But uh, Abu Dharami Soare, uh, one of those rookies, along with Matt Cole, that uh, the Blue Bombers are, are seeing something in. You watch for 38, and you watch for number six. Friday night at IG field. Those two could be making an impact uh, as rookies on the Winnipeg blue bombers this season. Yeah, I agree with you, buddy. I'm, it's, it, this is, like I said, I've said this a couple of times already, but not to be repetitive, but yeah, make a break time. You mentioned the two kids from the rifles. Yeah. They're not going to make the roster, but what a great experience for a young gentleman to get that, that pro experience, what being a pro is all about the yeah. preparation, the practice, the way you get treated as a professional. Uh, you know, it, it's it's crazy. And the stuff they'll learn from the guys they're playing with. Think about all these defensive backs, Dietrich Nichols, and they're watching this guy saying, watching how these guys play. Right. You pick it up, you go to the rifles. Next thing you know, you know, you're having a banner year and you're back at, you know, fighting for a real spot. Yeah. Well, hey, Andrew Harris came out of junior football uh, to a Hall of Fame career, um, fellow Winnipegger and Saskatchewan Rough Rider former Blue Bomber, Keenan LaFrance, uh, came out of junior football, played for the Winnipeg Rifles. Blue Bombers long snapper, Mike Benson. He is a Winnipegger. Many years with the BC Lions, joined the Blue Bombers for a couple Grey Cups already. Uh, he was a Winnipeg Rifle. So I'm going to have to call up uh, head coach of the Winnipeg Rifles, Jordy Wilson, uh, and get some information on uh, some of the other guys, uh, including yeah. their dime backer, uh, Brandon Caymans, who was one of my favorite uh, rifles players to watch. Um, he will not dress in this game, but, uh, there, there's a lot of guys, uh, that are not just learning from watching Dietrich Nichols play, but watching these guys in the gym, watching how they eat and, and their, their routine and the rest. Um, as I'm sure the American rookies are Chris, right? Sure, It's learning how to be professional, how to carry yourself. You know, and they, I mean, we used to go to the, in the first meeting, they give you the big playbook and then a the head coach come in and give you a big speech and the speech was always about carrying yourself the proper way in the facility and especially outside of the facility. They don't take well to guys going over there and, uh, you know, and, and making a fool of themselves or, or, you know, basically putting mud on the, on the organization's name outside of the facility. So you want a short career, be an idiot. Otherwise, just, you know, learn the rules, man. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, just as we wrap things up, you got keys to the game. You got things that you're going to be watching for Friday night. Last chance to impress for so many of these guys as Winnipeg dresses a veteran light roster. Lots of young guys. 
I'll tell you, offensively, to me, it's all going to come down again to that rookie lead and offensive line. Can they give the quarterbacks, wherever it is, uh, you know, Drew Brown, Pigram, or, or Josh, uh, you know, a time to develop and to see or get their reads and get rid of the football. Defensively, they got to stop the run game now. I really think that, you know, Sketch and Brian, Morrow and Hickson, they are going to run the football out the Bombers. They know the Bombers gave up some yards. Now you got this defensive line that's going to have to stand up with the linebackers. You know, again, you don't have an Adam Big Hill. You know, you're missing these kind of guys that are leaders in that defense who call the defense. Mm-hmm. And our special teams, you mentioned a hundred times already, it's going to be lights out Legio or who else? We might have uh, Sheenan or, or Schmitz. I love that name, Schmitz. Yeah, Carl, Carl with a K, Mr. Schmitz. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be – I'm looking forward to this game. I wish it was on TV, but I know we can still watch it on that app. I never get a no, chance no, no. to. No, uh, no, no. I'll be it is, is it it, this game. This game is on TSN. Oh, there you go. Well, Bombers Riders at the Madhouse on Matheson. Are you kidding me? You know what? Of course, you it's on TSN. I'm going to Lake and I can watch the game. I'm so happy, man. Yeah. I swear to God, it's just like getting married again, brother. Oh man, you're pumped. Let's Not see. that I've done that a few times, so I'll maybe, just let you know. <laughs> maybe for the bachelor party. Uh, yeah. So if if you're headed to the lake, enjoy the game. Be sure to join us on game day after dark in the post game show. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, bonfire midweek will get going uh, Wednesday uh, next week as well as we kind of uh, preview the 2023 CFL season. If you're headed down to IG Field, the Madhouse on Matheson, enjoy your time there. Give yourself lots of time to get in and get out. But if you're not, maybe head over to Shannon's Irish Pub, 175 Carlton Street in the heart of downtown. Saucer Pass down the street from True North Square. They got your cold beverages. They got your ice. Uh, they, they've got your uh, your your whiskey beverages as well. Maybe you like it uh, neat, straight up with no ice. Maybe not too, too cold. Uh, but they've got uh, amazing food. Uh, game day specials before and after every Jets game, every Bombers game. Go check them out, uh, 175 Carlton Street. You can find them on Instagram uh, or online, shannonsirishpub.ca. Great seeing you, Bluto. Always love Always doing good. these pregame shows with you. I know everybody else loves seeing you too. You know what's really good, DB, is we're getting closer to the real contest. But this one it always excites me because we've always talked about the Prairie Rivalry. I always get excited when Winnipeg is playing Saskatchewan. I love it. I love the, the you know the competitiveness. So to me, and now that you told me it's on TV, I'm I'm totally ecstatic because I will definitely be parking myself in a chair, a couple of coalies, and watching the game with uh, really anticipation because next week it's all for real yeah. against the Tie Cats. So uh, Bo's coming to town. I'm, I'm go. Oh, Bo Levi. Yeah, that is always plays oh, good. Somebody. Always plays good in Winnipeg. First game he ever played, Bo Levi beat the Bombers through for three touchdowns. Yep. First game he ever played as, as a Calgary Stampeder. So did Jake Mayer. Same deal. Yeah. Well, let's Jake, not Jake Mayer broke away. the complete the consecutive completions record in his rookie debut for the Stamps at IG Field. That was a winner play, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that. But this isn't the game we're talking about right now. So, hey, excited to be back, DB. Great game, great show. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, watching the game and uh, hooking up again next week. You bet. We'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Have a great weekend, guys. Good luck, Bombers. Let's go, baby.